0: Dear listeners, welcome to Faces of Digital Health, the podcast on how technologies are transforming medicine and healthcare around the globe and how different countries are approaching digital health innovation adoption. In the previous episode, Ray Dogum, the host of Health Unchained podcast, and I, Tiasa Zaitz, had a discussion on the current state of healthcare blockchain project. In today's short episode, we're going to stick with blockchain and healthcare for just a little while longer. I talked to a healthcare IT specialist Jay Jamal about what potentials of blockchain were recognized by the Center for Disease Control in the United States of America. You may have heard that the CDC is researching the use of blockchain for better reporting on epidemics, opioid crisis and antibiotic prescribing. The projects are currently in the earliest stages. As you will hear from Jay Jamal, the solution architect, who's been with the CDC for quite a few years by now. In the past, he helped design collection systems for outbreaks such as Ebola, anthrax and E. coli. Before we begin, a quick invite to the Frontiers Health Conference taking place in Berlin on November 15th and 16th. Frontiers Health is becoming one of the most prominent digital health events in Europe. Check out the agenda and speakers at www.FrontiersHealth.co Now to the discussion. Due to the poor sound quality, I did my best to condense Jay's answers to get the best recap possible. If you still feel you can't understand enough, check the link to the episode summary in the show notes. I also included the links to past episodes about blockchain in healthcare. Could you walk us through a bit how the whole implementation of blockchain at the CDC looked like? So where did the idea come from? The media started reporting about the CDC collaborating with IBM on blockchain uh, since 2017. I don't know when the collaboration actually started.
1: Sure. Uh, So I just, uh, just as I said, this is just all my own professional professional sharing of uh, knowledge. It doesn't hold any of the position of the government or any uh, outreach resource, so I'm a contractor. Uh, With that, uh, so a CDC is a very diverse uh, agency, and uh, uh, projects are executed based on programs. Uh, uh, There's a program for surveillance. There's a program for global health. Uh, emergency preparedness and response uh, for uh, chronic diseases, for health suspects. So, uh, because of that, there could be multiple projects going uh, parallel at one time. So, for instance, in CDC, for blockchain, we have two active projects currently going on uh, to do a proof of concepts.
0: Okay, so, so there's actually two different groups working on two different projects inside the CDC. That's correct. You're working on the epidemics part of, of the blockchain implementation at the CDC, right?
1: Correct. So I work with the one with Ethereum platform uh, where we try to do a public health transaction, proof of concept. Um, so what happens is uh, there is two kinds of diseases uh, that are called uh, notifiable and unnotifiable diseases. And for notifiable diseases, uh, uh, public health, entities are required to report to CDC and other agencies and uh, uh, government entities uh, uh, when uh, a, a patient's go to get a test or, or they feel sick. Uh, so those data currently is coming through antiquated message transport systems and they have errors, they have data integrity issue, delay of uh, delivery. Uh, so what we try to provide is a mechanism, uh, or at least we try to explore a way if blockchain can be used for sending that data, vetting the data and having a blockchain that can be shared.
0: Could you explain a bit uh, how this pilot project looks like? So how many healthcare institutions are involved and how does the reporting look like? Is it is there just uh, a component integrated in the already existing system so the reporting is automated or do the institutions have to use like a separate application that sends a very specific data in the blockchain?
1: The initiative has been a proof of concept internal private blockchain so it's not on externally blockchain where uh, a lot of entities are uh, interact. it's more of a uh, providing a framework to see uh, we can map the existing use cases to sort of blockchain uh, currently uh, if you're a hospital you may need to send data to three places so you may send data to cdc by law you need to send to the state uh, agencies as well as you need to send to your local uh, state entities so what that, you know, created is overburden for uh, healthcare providers that they have to send three data, same, uh, time, three different streams, three totally different type of messages. And it's creating overhead and it's creating data quality issues. So the idea we've been exploring is what if, uh, we allow, we create a cool stream of blockchain nodes, uh, kind of private blockchain. And allow these uh, healthcare providers to send to one place. Then we can choose uh, an auditor or one node to verify that data and stamp it as a clean data. Then you know the healthcare providers can provide a key to other you know agencies or or, or government agencies to get the data. So uh, that will eliminate the redundancy of data sending. It will eliminate error of data and data providence as well as efficiency.
0: So the workload is actually decreased for the healthcare institutions in terms of reporting.
1: Correct. And the reporting will decrease the amount of reporting, the number of reporting, the time it takes, know. And, uh, and ultimately the goal is we're gonna decrease the uh, high health care costs we see in US.
0: <laughs> You mentioned that this is still a pilot project. So how many institutions are uh, sending the information and what are the experiences so far? Um, is the data more consistent? Uh, you mentioned that the workload is decreasing. Uh, are the healthcare institutions satisfied with this kind of approach? So how scalable could this be and how fast?
1: Yeah. So, so as I said, at this point we haven't uh, invited anyone to participate on the blockchain. Uh, so we simulated all these uh, indices as different nodes on Ethereum blockchain, and I see what if they send this data and how we're gonna do the authentication, authorization, as well as how the data can move around. You know. So at this point, it was just proof of concept closed.
0: Uh-huh, okay, I see. What about, I don't know if you can share any information about the other side of the project that the CDC is also working on. Uh, the, the reports in the media were about the use of blockchain to track the prescribing of antibiotics and opioids and tracking epidemics. How is that how's that going?
1: So one of uh, the challenge we have in, you know, the we call them a crisis, the opiate crisis. The toxologists have no way of knowing if uh, the drug being used is legitimate or is off-street drugs. Uh, so there was uh, exploration of use cases to tie, uh, basically, this uh, toxology report, maybe to Rx, maybe to pharmaceutical distributors, and to actually have a, a data, accurate data of uh, opiate uh, uh, days reporting, you know, uh, so we can see, you know, how many persons are real, drugs that people are just overusing or the, some of them are off the street. So those are early stage, uh, but that is one of uh, uh, the blockchain uh, uh, use case uh, we're going to explore next.
0: Uh-huh, okay. So this is also just more or less in the idea stage. Correct. This are all in- Uh, Among other things, you're also a part of uh, the Blockchain for Impact Global Health and Emergency Relief Committee uh, at the United Nations. I was wondering what you've been noticing there, so from the the global perspective, did you see any interesting use cases around the world uh, that are addressing these issues?
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, the BFI, you know, the Blockchain for Impact UN is, is a very great initiative, but, uh, uh, it's not moving as much as I wanted to move fast, or it's not uh, getting a lot of activities, uh, as, you know, I was hoping. So, uh, having said that, uh, specifically, I'm engaged in Africa, in Africa CDC, surveillance strategy areas. Uh, so what we are envisioning there is uh, currently the Africa CDC being new only two years. Uh, we are hoping to have a surveillance strategy that across you know, Africa continent and as well as the four regional offices that are tied to Africa CDC. We have coordination across West Africa Public Health, Ministry of Public Health, WHO, WHO of Africa. Uh, so having in CDC self fear, so having that coordinated effort has able to kind of, uh, you know, quarantine or, or kind of manage that crisis efficiently. Uh, so what we're hoping for the blacking to do is not, you know, uh, you know, uh, active measures of, you know, response are uh, more proactive of preparedness. You know, how can we monitor all these activities of outbreak whether that can be malaria or it could be Ebola or it could be Chloria I mean which is very minor disease but kills a lot of you know uh, people in in populations you know how can we use the uh, blockchain to tackle those diseases.
0: You've been an enterprise architecture and technical solutions architect for, for a very long time. You've got very, very broad experience uh, with IT in healthcare and on a broader uh, level. So I'm really curious to see what your opinion is regarding how could the struggles around blockchain uh, implementation be uh, minimized? Uh,
1: so as you said, you know, blockchain is, uh, young and new and there is a lot of buzz and, uh, there is a lot of hype. And sometimes the message get lost, uh, because people are trying to think blockchain the same as crypto. Uh, it get cross with crypto now. So I, I, I think most of, uh, the ideas are solid, but there isn't to be a lot of education.
0: So how fast do you think uh, could these pilot projects that CDC is working on turn into something more tangible, something more visible? When do you think the first real results should could be seen?
1: Yeah, so I think what in the first uh, iteration we did the first pilot last year and we doing the second one is more of education of kind of exploring the technology. Is this something is possible? I, I think what we show is in short time. Yeah, it's technically possible, you know. And uh, now uh, and we have shown to the leadership. The leadership is excited and this is a value, you know. Now the second challenge is you know is this policy acceptable? You know the policy wide. At the same time, it's a security acceptable compliance, you know. Uh, I think those are the two hurdles uh, we're going to face, you know. So technically, you know, viable, it's feasible, we can be implemented, it has a value. Now, can we translate that to a policy? Because uh, for agency like CDC, uh, you have a lot of partnership, you know, uh, you have a lot of public health, you know, state, local, and private, you know. So you have to have a con- stream of consensus to say, hey, you know, we want to do this blockchain, you know, we want to pass it on this or, or how we can move forward. So we have a lot of organizations interact, I think that's mm-hmm. going to take time to get a buy-in, you know. Then if you get that buy-in, the second step is that this compliance with in government security requirements. You know, as I pointed out, um, when having that all nodes to consensus and there is no accountability, uh, there is no, no, you is kind of thrown upon, uh, because uh, we work a trace of chain. Uh, if I give you something, for example, if we get the CA PKI model, uh, you have certificates that are issued to you, then you have intermediate CA authority, then you have root CA. So if anything goes, I know who to go all the way to the root CA, you know. So some kind of that trust chain has to be established, you know, whether that could be through offline kind of policy or inherently picking a blockchain that provide that, for example, like a uh, neo that, that, you know, or hopefully Ethereum will, you know, you know, bring that to to uh, to that space.
0: Um, the Center for Disease Control is one of the major operating component components of the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, because of the stories that I mentioned, so the fact that the CDC is looking at blockchain use for antibiotics, opioids, epidemics, uh, monitoring, I'm wondering how much space in terms of funding do you still have to really explore uh, the implementation in practice? Because um public health, which is what CDC does, is usually facing with uh, a lot of budget constraints, you know, it's because there's so many issues around public health. But on the other hand, it makes sense that you're exploring blockchain because the potentials for savings and transparency and benefits, even in the financial sense, are so big.
1: Massive point that what we try to do is, you know, you spend amount, X amount of billion dollars um, uh, today for your IT infrastructure, uh, maintaining all these legacy systems. You have siloed ITs, you know, and plus data comes in a multiple stream and you spend, you know, human labor to go through that, you know, and it's error-prone. So we try to show the value of actual blockchain implementation of clean data, transparency, tracking and immutability, as well as the long-term savings. But also uh, I, I just want to point out there is another agency, FDA, uh, you know, which have interest as well on the drug manufacturing is part of HHS, you know. So some of uh, uh, the initiatives we try to do cross agencies, you know, uh, to mm-hmm. see is any synergy here, you know, to implement maybe one big blockchain.
0: When it comes to blockchain, what's often mentioned from the critique side is that a lot of things that blockchain projects uh, claim they are solving are solvable without blockchain. So there are some problems that could be solved with the existing technology. So from that perspective, do you think a better connectivity uh, and the, a better solution for the problems of the CDC in terms of reporting could be solved with another technology, with a more widely distributed same system for reporting, you know, and some sort of an agreement or legislation that all the Parties involved in the reporting simply report to the same system. So how inevitable is it to use blockchain in your case?
1: Blockchain is not a magic bullet, a silver bullet, to solve all these problems that have been for decades, right? Uh, reporting, data collection, standardization. And uh, if we just go a little bit in history, in U.S., you have this called meaningfully use uh, 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 mandates. Uh, so this is a mandate that's been set by... Uh, White House and the government to enforce using a standard way of sending messages to each other for, you know, if you are public health or if you are, uh, you know, healthcare providers and move off from old pen and paper to electronic health records. Even the government giving incentives, okay, mm-hmm. to healthcare providers to, uh, put your system online. So what if one of the ideas we're entertaining, a far-fetched idea, what if we have a blockchain platform, a stream, and you can incentivize, you know, uh, this pu- public health participant? So currently, you're reporting, and you're reporting maybe 90% accurate, maybe 100%, maybe 70% it might be delayed. Now, all of a sudden, the participant will have interest now uh, to be more accurate data and to send data timely. Instead of mandating, hey, you have to send the data and I'm already giving you the money and uh, keep on begging for it. Versus, hey, we ask asking to send the data, you know, and you're going to be rewarded based on the data you send when you sent
0: In the end, it just might be that the implementation and the adoption is going to happen when the legislation is going to dictate it the same way as it did with the EHRs.
1: Yeah, correct. I mean, yeah, legislation is important, but as I said, uh, legislation only uh, goes so much. Second, you're going to be incentivized, you know. Uh, not only you're going to get money, but if your organization is this, you'll be known. You know, you will have vested interest, you know, if you are a hospital, you are participating in sending data, quality data, that's a good PR for you. You know, mm-hmm. then we can tell the public, hey, you know, look, you know, hospital, X, Y, Z is, you know, sending the data, your data is in HR system now, it's interoperable. So that will create kind of indirect incentive to healthcare provider to participate in this ecosystem.
0: What is the biggest opposition that you're facing when trying to do these pilot projects? so what were the biggest critiques or the biggest barriers to success that you faced so far
1: yeah. I think that the key I would say is getting leadership buy in uh because the blockchain itself is um, it, it just is it, elusive you know. And if you're not on technology area, uh, and a lot of uh, our you know business owners are health scientists, their epidemiologists, they're researchers, you know, and they are uh, trying to understand blockchain itself, uh, and it didn't help because the blockchain is closely associated with uh, uh, Bitcoin, crypto. Uh, which has own share of challenges for public
0: health. If we try to look on the more positive side, what's the best case scenario? What's the optimistic view that you have? That, so how would the future look like in 10 years' time, when let's say that the concept of blockchain would be more understandable to the general public, Or when blockchain would become something like the internet where nobody wonders how it works, it just works. So what would be the final uh, benefits and consequences in the case of the uh, CDC and the reporting that you're trying to improve yeah,
1: I, I think you nailed it. I mean, the, the long-term plan is, you know, it will be like internet and nobody even know how it works. Hopefully we can get there, you know, faster than the internet adoption because of now we are more adaptive. We are more intuitive to the technology, you know. So in terms of CDC, I think, uh, as I said, uh, I would, I would say the technology, the technical part is already there. I mean, always the government agencies are behind, you know, five years, 10 years technology. Uh, I think this is the first time I would say in my decade work that we are catching up with enterprise. You know, the day uh, people are talking outside uh, in the private sector blockchain, the government agents are talking blockchain, not only for CDC, we have FDA, we have GSA, uh, we have VA and a lot of activities going uh, on government side, because I, I think uh, part of it, they understand the value of it, and they understand it will change fundamentally the business uh, in, in in industry as well as in public health. I'll see we can see something significant in in the next four or five years, uh, and, and that's my you know. My vision, you know, uh, something, in public health related blockchain, uh, whether that's come from public sector or private sector, interacting with public sector.
0: This was the 21st episode of Faces of Digital Health. Check out the other available episodes wherever you get your podcast or search for Faces of Digital Health on Medium to see what we've covered so far. A quick hint. The speakers were entrepreneurs, clinicians, VCs, industry experts from Africa, Japan, US, Germany, the UK, Sweden, Slovenia and other countries. We talked about AI, blockchain, the pharma industry, virtual reality, digital health investments, mental health and more.